Welcome back to the Mothers with Fourth Degree Tears podcast, where you will hear firsthand stories from mothers who experienced fourth degree tears in childbirth and hear from the professionals who work with them. My name is Laura Fry and I'm your host. I am the founder of the Fourth Degree Tear Support Group on Facebook and a patient advocate for women with severe tearing in childbirth. Hi everyone. So I was driving this morning and I just had this random thought that perineal tearing um, and fistulas and buttonhole tears and all of these things that we're talking about, um, it's hard to visualize sometimes because this is an area of the body that you don't you know, usually see on a regular basis. It's not like, you know, an injury to your arm or your leg. Um, so, you know, unless you're a medical professional, you're not really looking at um, like the inside of a vagina or a rectum or your perineum um, very often. So I had this thought um, and so I wanted to share it with you if you maybe struggle to, you know, kind of visualize these things in your head. So I want you to imagine the perineum, the area between your vagina and the rectum as a wall. It's this nice, thick, solid wall. Um, and I don't mean like the wall of your house. I mean more like, you know, a wall that would be outside, like a barrier wall that's, let's say, I don't know, 10 feet tall. So um, your perineum is this wall, and like I said, it's nice, strong, thick, solid. Um, and it is between the vagina and the rectum, so it's meant to keep those areas separate, to keep everything that's, you know, in the vagina um, over on that side of the wall. So things like normal discharge, um, your period blood, um, all of that stays on that side of the wall on your vagina or in your vagina and then it also more importantly keeps everything on the rectal side over on that side of the wall so the two main ones would be your um, your gas and your stool um, and that's liquid stool soft stools hard stools just keeps everything over on that side so i want you to imagine childbirth and a baby coming through there obviously over on the vaginal side as basically kind of like um, a bomb of some sort <laughs> um, and there are all different sizes of bombs right so you could have something like um, a little sparkler that you would use you know on the fourth of july or wherever, whatever other part of the uh, world you're at, obviously you probably don't celebrate the 4th of July, but anytime you would have any sort of fireworks, imagine it being um, like a sparkler, like those little poppers. Um, they're small, they're cute, they're fun, and they don't really do any damage, right? Um, that would be like someone who has a baby and they don't have any perineal tearing. Um, and then you could have something that's a little bit bigger, like a I don't know, a firecracker or something. Um, something that's uh, a little bit bigger but still on the smaller st scale that if it went off, you know, right next to a wall, it would maybe cause a small little scratch. Um, but it wouldn't actually do any damage. Um, and it may not even need to be fixed. So that would be, you know, like a small, um, 
like a graze or something that does not need any stitching. And then obviously I don't know a whole lot about my bombs, <laughs> but uh, they get bigger and bigger and they do more damage. So maybe you have one that um, it causes, you know, a small little crack or a small little hole, but the hole doesn't go all the way through, right? It's just a kind of a small uh, damage on the outside of that wall so on the vaginal side and it might need a little bit of a patch job right um, they might need to fix it a little bit and that would be more like your you know grade one first degree second degree tearing um, and then obviously it can get more and more severe the you know the size of the bomb and the damage that it causes um, you have some that you know make a lot of uh, a lot of damage but still does not go completely through the wall and it's able to be patched up and repaired now it could still cause some issues it could still take longer for that you know that repair um, to take full effect and make that wall nice and strong again um, because remember our wall that <laughs> our perineum um, even after birth, you're still having things like um, like stool and gas come out on the rectal side, right? So you need that wall to be nice and strong. So if you do have some damage there, even if it's not going completely through, it's still going to be putting some stress on it. So it could, you know, take some time for that to heal. Um, and then I want you to imagine that there is some sort of hole that is created um, that goes through the wall, kind of like in the middle of the wall, but the wall is still standing. Um, there's still, you know, it's still a structure. Um, there's even like a top to the wall that goes all the way around, but there's just a hole in the middle of the wall that goes all the way through. That would be like your buttonhole tear. Um, those can, because um, unfortunately we know that some of those buttonhole tears, they go undetected because they're more like internal tears. And so if you're not getting a good um, like vaginal exam, if you're not getting a rectal exam after birth, and again, like your, the outside, the perineum could be intact or only slightly damaged. Um, so unfortunately, some of these do go missing. Um, and those, if they're small enough, those holes can, your body can uh, repair itself and can, you know, lay down scar tissue there and they can heal on their own over time. But unfortunately, like I said, there is stress over that area after birth, like from your stools coming through, from um, gas coming through, from all of the, um, you know, after birth stuff that's, you know, coming out of your vagina, the bleeding and um, the lochia. So, um, so that buttonhole, the hole in, in the middle of the wall, it can um, not close itself up. So if it is not repaired, then there will permanently be a hole there. And that is what allows the gas and the stool to pass through. And that is what becomes a fistula, a rectovaginal fistula. Um, now, I want you to unfortunately imagine that there is a big bomb that goes off and that wall just comes crumbling down all the way through. That would be like your fourth degree tear. Um, there's just nothing left between, there's no wall between, it is all opened up. Um, 
and that needs to be repaired right away, right? Um, but I mean, those tissues are so damaged that sometimes um, repairing that takes a lot of work. Um, and sometimes they don't heal all the way. Um, they can they can heal all the way and you have a nice big strong wall between there um, but sometimes there is a wall there and it might be solid but it's not as strong as it was before or maybe it's thinner it's not quite as thick as it was before um, or sometimes you know it gets repaired and it looks like maybe it's solid and thick and all the way through but there are these small holes um, somewhere between there that does not get fully repaired, fully healed, and those can turn into um, fistulas. And um, so I just wanted to kind of give you a visual um, that that's kind of how I imagine it. And I know, like I said, we don't really see this part of our body a lot, and so it's hard to visualize it, but that's how I look at it. I kind of look at it as this wall and that it has to be built back up. You want it to be nice and strong and thick, um, but unfortunately, you know, they do as best they can sometimes to repair it, but even with all of the, the repairing they do, it's just still not that original wall. Um, it's not quite as thick, it's not quite as strong, there might be some holes here and there that didn't fully close. Um, and yeah, and unfortunately that's what kind of causes some of the problems that we have. Um, so yeah, I hope that helps. And uh, if you have any questions about that or if you have any thoughts on it, anything to add, if you look at it in a different way that you feel like is helpful to visualize it for other people, um, then let me know. All right. Thanks, and we'll talk to you again soon. We have um, another podcast interview coming up in the next day, and so hopefully that'll get posted later this week. Um, and then we have more coming up. We have a lot of stories and people who are interested in talking, and it's really exciting that people are able to get their stories out. So I hope this was helpful. All right, talk to you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mothers with Fourth Degree Tears podcast. If you have any comments or questions, or if you would be interested in being a guest on our show, please email me at motherswithfourthdegreetears at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and hope to talk to you again soon.